confirmed it, particularly through the tongue interpretation this morning. So let's pray for the word. Lord, your word is powerful. Your word is anointed. Your word is miraculous in how it can change our lives, our hearts, our way of thinking, the way we approach situations and problems in our life, Lord. But, Lord, those that stand and minister your word are flawed, Lord Jesus. They are not perfect. And so I ask, Lord, for your help. For your help in bringing, Lord, this message that you would help me to bring it as you want it to be brought, Lord, and that you would anoint your words, Lord Jesus. I pray and may it have the impact and the effect you want it to have on your people. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't normally use props, but I will this morning. So just one moment. This morning, we're going to be talking about clay. And caterpillars. Clay and caterpillars. No, this isn't a Sunday school lesson in disguise. So, some of you are already thinking, well, what do clay and caterpillars have in common? Well... Let's find out. If I could get everybody to turn to Jeremiah chapter 18 and verse 1. Jeremiah chapter 18 and we'll start from verse 1 just after the book of Isaiah. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred, or uh, made useless, in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. At what instant... I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. And at one instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it. If it do evil in my sight that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. This passage is talking about a potter. A potter making a vessel, a pot, something from clay, using the wheel, using the techniques that 
they, they use. This vessel, it had a flaw. It had something that made it unusable. And so the potter didn't just chuck away the clay, but it had started again. It started the process. It put it all back into a ball again. And it started the process of molding again. This passage is particularly talking about Israel being molded again after their sin, after their rejection of God, after their turning away from God, after their, their turning to idols. And it's talking about God bringing them back, shaping them again, not just chucking them away, but starting the process again from scratch. But this applies to us as well. You see, God is the potter. He's always been the potter. He created the clay in the first place. He created the earth. He created Adam out of the dust of the ground, out of the stuff that he had made. God is the potter, and we are the clay. You see, clay, for it to be of any use to anybody, clay is just clay. Clay is just there in the ground, and it's hard, and it's it's unusable. It's really good for nothing in the form that you pull it out of the ground. But when you mold it, when you do stuff to it, it starts to become useful. You see, clay, there's a process in molding the clay. You don't just take the clay and you go blah, 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 and there it is, the final, the final vessel, the final thing, and it's ready to be used. No, there's a process involved. Clay needs to be prepared. You can't just plop clay on a wheel and start going. No, there needs to be water applied. There needs to be something that will make it supple. There needs to be something that when you spin that wheel, that it's going to be able to be um, moved into the position that the potter wants it to be moved in, to make the shape that the potter wants to make out of that clay. You have to need the water in to have even consistency. There has to be a, a preparation of that clay before it's ready to be able to be spun and then the air needs to be taken out you can't just put in the water and and mess it all around but you need to take the air out because otherwise that air is going to cause flaws it's going to cause problems with the vessel in the final account and then it needs to be shaped on the wheel needs to be with water you can't just shape it and because the the spinning and 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 the, that it, it causes friction, and the friction causes things to get dry and hard and unable to be molded any further. So it has to be continual water applied in that process. And then once the vessel has been uh, put into its shape and its form, it needs to be dried. There's a time. There's a process where it needs to dry to actually. Uh, keep start keep, keep that shape and then after that to bring out the final part of the vessel there's a firing process it goes into a kiln it goes into the fire and it is baked into something that is going to last it's going to something that you can dry out the clay all you like and then try to use it but pretty soon it's going to just just break and and, and clump and, and and fall apart but with the firing it sets it it makes it solid. It makes it sure for the vessel, for the purpose that the vessel is to be used for. You see, we are the clay. And God 
doesn't want us to stay clay. God wants to take that clay and he wants to make that clay, our lives, all of the messed up parts of our lives, everything that we've gone through, the, the feelings of worthlessness. He wants to take all of that and he wants to make something beautiful in the end. He wants to make something, a vessel, something that can hold water, something that can be used to to help other people, to pour water out, to, to help, to uplift, to strengthen. God wants to make us into something that is beautiful and can be used for His purpose. But the thing we need to realize is that we aren't in control of the process. In no part of the process does the clay say, I want it to be done this way, or this would be better if it was done. No, the clay is what is, is molded. The clay is what is pushed, is prodded, is, is wet, it's, 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 it's dried, it's fired. It's, it is what goes through the process, but it has no say in what is going to come out in the end. It's the potter that has the control of the wheel. It's the potter that has the control of everything. You see, sometimes our lives just seem to be in a spin going around and around and around on a circle, in a circle, on, on a potter's wheel. And we just don't know what's going on. We're, nothing seems to be happening. No, nothing good seems to be happening. We're pushed and we're prodded from all parts of our lives, from this direction and that direction, and we don't know what's going on. It's not, I'll put down, it's not always pleasant, but it's really never pleasant to be on the potter's wheel. There's always some pressure. There's always something that will, um, will, will bring us out of our comfort zone. You know, we're, we're happy in the shape that we are. But for God to use us, there needs to be a prodding. There needs to be a shaping. There needs to be a forming. There needs to be something that is changed in us to be able to do what God wants us to do. And sometimes we mess up really bad. We don't allow the process to happen. We don't allow God to form us and shape us in the way in which that He wants us to, and we get mad, and and there, there, there gets a, there comes a flaw in us in in, the, in what we're going to become, and so God will take us back again, back into the clay, back into the ball, mold, remold, shape again, because He knows where He wants to take us. He knows what He wants us to become. He knows where. He wants to use us in the future. We shouldn't question the process. Sister Allison talked about standing before God in the, in the tongue interpretation. We can't, we don't get to stand before God and say, what are you doing? Isaiah 29 and 13 says, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. You know, we can think we know what's going on. We think we can know where God wants to take us, but that's not always the case. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord and their works are in the dark and they say, Who seeth us and who knoweth us? Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, He made me not? 
You didn't do it in your own strength. You didn't form yourself. Or you, you haven't been formed by God in your own strength. Or shall the thing framed of him that, that say, so frame, say of him that framed it, he had no understanding. As in saying, God, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. There's, there's nothing good going to come out of this. And then in the prophecy in Isaiah, it says, Is it not yet a very little while, and Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be esteemed as a forest? God was going to do something great. God was going to do something great with Israel if they followed Him, if they kept to His laws, to His commandments, to what He wanted them to do. But they had to go through the process. They had to allow Him to guide and to lead them. And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. Israel, so many times they closed their ears. They closed their eyes to God. But God was going to open their eyes. God was going to reveal things to them. There was going to be an insight. There was going to be a following of God. And in Romans 9 and 18, it says, Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? God is the potter. And we are, or should be, the clay. When we look at the parallels between potter making a vessel on the wheel and what God does in our lives to change us, we can see some similarities. You see, the potter needs water all of the time. And we need the water or the Holy Ghost in our lives for the process. There needs to be God in us. There needs to be, we need to allow the Holy Ghost, we need to allow the Spirit of God to shape us, to form us, to to make us um, supple, to make us um, able to allow Him to do the work that He wants to do in us. We need, air needs to be taken out of the clay. We need the air or the sin out of our lives. That which gets into us and starts to fester, that which will cause flaws, that which will cause us to break in the long run. You get a, you get a big air bubble in, in, a, in a vessel and then there's a weakness there. That can easily be broken in the end. We need the continual application of water while we're being shaped. We need to have the Holy Ghost to allow God to say, Well, Lord, this is you. This is your process. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to allow you to do the process, to continue that process. And if there's any hardness in us, if there's anything that's not able to be molded, anything that we're not allowing God to work with and allowing God to shape in our lives, it will stop the process and may even cause the process to start again. God might need to say, well, here we go, back on the potter's wheel, back into that spin. I'm trying to show you. I'm trying to teach you something. Sometimes we've been through that process and we're in the drying process now. We can feel dry. We may not be able to feel 
the Spirit of God in our lives. We, we don't understand what's going on. We, we don't feel that incredible presence of the Lord. And, but it's a process. It's part of the process. Feeling dry is part of the process of God taking you from that clump, that useless piece of clump of lay, yeah, clump of clay into the end product. Sometimes, like the, the vessel going into the kiln, sometimes the heat is on our lives. There's pressure. There's, um, there's temptations. There's trials that we go through. And God is testing us to see, is that vessel going to stand? Is that vessel going to, going to be the finished product that I want it to be? God allows us to go through trials. God allows us to go through temptations. And those are two very different things. Trials are things that come on us from outside. And they, they put pressure on us. They, they, they take us in, in different directions and we don't know what's going on. Temptations is stuff that comes from inside. So, and, and we're tempted of our own lusts, our own desires to do that which God doesn't want us to do. And so in the, that process, that heat coming from both, both, uh, both externally and internally, we can get through that process. And in the end, by standing tall, by keeping from falling, we can become that vessel that God wants us to be. The end result is something hardened through experience something solid, something that God can use, able to be used as a vessel fit for God's purpose. 2 Timothy 2 and 19 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor, and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. But there's a process. You have to go through the process. You can't be a lump of clay and then go and be useful to God. You need to allow God to move in your life. You need to allow God to change and work on you. 2 Corinthians 4 and 6 says, For God who hath commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Nothing we, we have done. Going through the process to the other end to be... A, and a vessel able to be used of God, that wasn't us. That was God. We just allowed ourselves to go through the process. It's not for us to lift ourselves up, but it's to realize, God, you've done something incredible. You've done something miraculous in my life. You've taken that which was worthless, that which had no value, and you've made me into something that you can use. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. There's a process. There's pressure. There's, there's stuff we have to go through. 
always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always, are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. There has to be a trial. There has to be temptation. There has to be things that will harden us for the process to be done, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. To truly show forth Jesus, there has to be that process. So, I talked about the clay, but I also said there was going to be a caterpillar. Well, let's look at the caterpillar. You see, when a caterpillar is born, it goes about. It usually born on on a, on a plant, and so it goes about and and finds stuff to eat, and it eats leaves, and and it keeps keeps getting bigger and bigger, and 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 feeding more and more, and then all of a sudden. Something happens to that caterpillar. It starts to make a cocoon. And it becomes a chrysalis. And the caterpillar doesn't know what's going on. But it's there. And while it's in that chrysalis, there are changes being made. Things are happening to it that they don't completely understand. And then at the end of it, out comes something completely different. Something beautiful, a butterfly that people look at and say, wow, that's amazing, that's incredible, that's, that's really beautiful. But people don't look at caterpillars and say, wow, that's amazing, that's beautiful. There's a process that the caterpillar goes through to get from that original form into the butterfly. We start out as a caterpillar. There's nothing really that good in us. There's nothing that is attractive. There's nothing that is really even useful in us. But then Jesus starts that process of molding us and changing us. What's us in a cocoon? He, he starts to mold and shape and change and, and poke and prod us. And, and there's changes that goes on within that cocoon. But it's not a simple or a quick process. There's a period of time there's stuff that needs to happen in this cocoon. They're in the dark for a period of time. They don't know what's happening. They can't see. They can't see themselves. They can't see the process. But they know that it's uncomfortable and it's dark. They've got no knowledge of what is going on in their lives. They just know that it's not pleasant. But in that time, in that chrysalis, in that cocoon some very major changes happen. That's the time when they grow the fastest. That's the time when the things change within their lives, in that time of uncertainty, in that time of not knowing what is going on. That is when all of the changes happen. And then once they break out, they need to learn how to flex their new wings and fly. It's a process. It's not an immediate process. So we've talked about the clay. We've talked about the caterpillar. And there's a process that goes from being something useless and worthless into something that's beautiful and something that is able to be useful. Isaiah 64 and 8 says, But now, O Lord, 
Thou art our Father. We are the clay, and Thou our potter, and we all are the work of Thy hand. There is something that's beautiful when we say, God, You're the potter, and I am nothing. I am the clay. But I want You to make something of me. I want to be the work of Your hand. I want to allow You to take me through that process. It's not going to be pleasant. It's never going to be pleasant because we have to change from our stinking natures, our stinking carnality, our stinking things that are wrong with us. And God has to make us into something that is, that is useful. God has to make us into something that is greater than our natural state. He doesn't want to leave us there. He wants to mold us. He wants to shape us. He wants to change us into what? He wants us to be. If I could get someone to the piano, please. You see, all of us are in this process right now, whether we want to admit it or not. And some of us are at the beginning stage. Some of us are still very much clay. But God doesn't see us as clay. God sees us as the finished work. God sees us exactly where He wants to take us. And some of us are closer towards the end of the process, but there's still that refining. There's still that that thing that's saying, well, you know, you can get a bit closer. You can become more like me. You, you're still, you still need to work on this area. It's always a process. God wants to make us into something that's more beautiful. And so we could be at different stages. We might be on the wheel. We might be in that spin going around and around. We might be in the drying process. We may not know where the presence of God is, but we're all a part of that process. Some of us are wondering what's going on in our lives. We don't understand what's going on. That's good. That means that God's in control. That means that God's trying to do a work in us It means that God hasn't given up on us. It means that He still wants us to be that beautiful vessel in the end. All we have to do is submit and say, God, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you're trying to make of me. I can't see the end. I can't see how anything good can come from this pressure, from from this, this spinning, from this drying, from this fire, this temptation, these trials. But I can see your hand. I believe that you are in this and you are making me something better for what I'm going through. But some of us are actively fighting the process. And that's natural to want to do. None of us likes pain. None of us likes pressure. None of us likes to feel uncomfortable or be out of our comfort zone. But that's where God will take us. Because if there isn't any external force, then we're just going to stay the way we are. Hey, we're clay. We, we like to be clay. But it's only when there's pressure. It's only when there's something that's actively working on us that we're going to be encouraged to change. You see, we can fight the process because it's painful. Or because it's scary to us. Yeah? It might be scary sometimes. 
or because it's where we don't want to go. You can see part of where God is leading you and you say, whoa, hang on a minute. I don't want to go down this path. Or it's making us into something that we don't want to be. Yeah. People down through history have always resisted God's will in their lives. But when we submit to God's master plan, He has a master plan for each and every one of our lives. No one is excluded. No one is worthless. No one is unable to be molded. But it takes that surrender saying, God, mold me. God, make me. God, shape me. Because I want to be what you want me to be. It's time to go back on the potter's wheel. It's time to stop fighting. Don't fight him. And don't fight the process. Because God is taking you somewhere. I promise you that. You can't see where you're going right now. God usually doesn't reveal that. But I promise you that there will be a, a, a stage that you will reach, that you will look back and you will say, God, I know why I went through that. God, I know why you allowed me to go through that so that I can help others, so that I can be used of you in this area. You know, God turned me from an incredibly shy, incredibly um, retiring young child who, well, didn't and still doesn't really like the limelight, but someone who would hardly talk to anybody into where I stand before you now, into a preacher of the gospel. You see, there's a process. God had to take me out of my comfort zone. God gave me a, a tutor, um, tutoring role at TAFE, and which quickly turned into a teaching role in TAFE. I had to be in front of people. I had to talk to people. I had to help people. And God was molding. God was shaping. God was saying, this is where I'm taking you. This is, this is where, exactly where I want you to be. And God has given me job after job that would stretch me, that would stretch my abilities, that would give me new abilities to be more useful for his kingdom. And so I can look back, but God is still shaping me. God is still calling me a bit closer. God is still wanting to do more of a work in my life. We don't ever truly arrive and say, here I am, I've finally made it. No, no. God always says, all right, time to go back on the wheel. I want to I wanna get that little kink out. I, wanna, I want you to be a bit better in this area. It's a process. You see, what God turns you into will be far more amazing than the lump of clay or the caterpillar that you were. But it's time to say, God... I let you do the process. I'm not going to to stand up to you and say and say, What are you doing, God? But I'm gonna say, God, I love you. 
I don't know what's going on, but make me into what you want to make me. If you could stand, I want to invite you to just allow God to have his way in your life.